Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. I am so excited to share this episode with you. Today, Bud and I sit down to talk with my friend, Adria. I met Adria, um, I think it was in 2016, at a women's trail running retreat outside of Nashville, where we both live. And uh, so we have run some races together. We've been friends for years. And today we sit down and pick Adria's brain and listen to her story. It's an interesting one. Adria talks about overcoming a very serious injury from a mountain bike accident in Colorado. Uh, and some health problems. She had to take a couple of years off of running, and she's just now about to re-enter the world of trail and ultra, okay? So she has a very interesting, a very inspiring story, and I can't wait for you guys to listen, okay? This was so much fun. I know Bud and I both enjoyed getting to sit down with somebody else and just talk trail and ultra, so, so much fun. It's a good one, guys. So here we go. Hey, bud. Hey, Lauren. Who you got I, there? Uh, well, I have someone really <laughs> special today. It's not just me and bud rambling on about nothing. Uh, we have a special guest today. We're interviewing and chatting with Adria Dillon. And I hope hey, I said guys. Hello. <laughs> hey, I so, have someone special here real quick, just for a little okay. bit. You want to step in? Oh, hey guys! Okay. <laughs> I like, blew my mind. I'm like, what? You have someone there. You're hiding her. <laughs> Bud's wife Jennifer is here. Hi. Hey there. How are you? Yeah, how are you? So did you? Good. So Bud, did you and Jennifer? Did you guys just run? Um, we walked, and so uh-huh. we did. Um, I I did just under two miles. I'm uh-huh. still a little bit tired after the Yeti 24 hour thing. <laughs> That's right. So in case y'all didn't know, Bud here uh, drank the Kool-Aid and did the Yeti 24-hour challenge. Uh, I was watching you as you did it. So how did it feel? You know, it was hard. It was much harder than I thought it would be because uh-huh. it was split up over the 24 hours. Yeah. And so I think you really have to balance your sleeping and eating and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Jennifer had a few comments about it. Yeah, the, the laundry situation <laughs> yes. on a 24-hour challenge. Yes. When he got up the next day and I go into the bathroom and there's this tower of yes. laundry, I was like, what in the world? He had showered like six times, changed six times and gone oh, through coats God. during the night and T-shirts yeah. during the day. I yeah, was like, so I'm oh, not- my word. I'm not a dirt bag. I can't just stay (laughs) nasty. You know, it's so funny because I saw someone else was like, the laundry, the laundry from this challenge. So I am a little bit of a dirt bag. I will tell you, I I had a pile of laundry, but I I didn't shower (laughs) for like 24 hours. But you had to do your own laundry. I had to do my, that's yeah. right. So oh, you bud. made, you, you made should've... your pile and you did it, but then right. he made a pile and I had to do it. Right. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I think, <laughs> I'm sorry. I think, so... you know what? I think that means Bud just has to do it over so that he can do his own laundry and make it legit. <laughs> no, what, what... I'll just pile it up and leave it for him as if, that's it's, right. if it happened again. <laughs> no, what needs to happen is you need oh. to do it and I'll do your laundry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I know. Even when I dirt bagged it and I kind of like, I would hang my nasty stuff up to dry and then wear it one more time, but I still ended up with a pile. And yes, I did my own laundry, bud. (laughs) (laughs) 
Man, I'm never going to live this down. Nope, never, never. <laughs> That is so funny. Uh, yeah. So, well, I'm glad you did it, bud. Uh, and I saw this week in particular, a lot of people did the Yeti challenge and I see a lot of people are still going to do it and maybe I'll do it again. I don't know. Yeah. And I think the numbers were really high. He had, yeah. like, I don't know, like 6,500 people from around the world doing it. That's and that, crazy. that figure from last time, that 2,700 and something people, those were brand new ultra runners. Those are people wow. who have never done an ultra That's so distance. Cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And that yeah. and that was a week and a half ago. So who knows yeah. what it is now? Well, and we should mention that our good friend Jen, her uh, good friend Jeff, uh, he is not an ultra runner or anything like that. Uh, he jumped into this challenge and completed it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Jeff MacArthur. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, he he mostly hiked it, but uh-huh. he did the full distance. That's amazing. And yeah, I love seeing that because totally like if you're listening and you're like, I am not going to run five miles around the clock for 24 hours. I mean, hike it. If you're a hiker or you walk it, I mean, yeah, it's going to take you a little bit longer. So you're on your feet a little bit longer, but it's totally something doable. I think if you're like active and, you know, I don't know. That's pretty cool. So yeah, shout out to Jeff. Way to go, bud. Next time you got to do your own laundry, though, yeah. make it legit. <laughs> True. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is hilarious. Oh gosh. Okay. Challenge. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Getting the laundry done. Hey, let me tell you. When I did that challenge, like on my breaks, I was cooking dinner for the kids. I was like doing mm-hmm. laundry. <laughs> I was like doing all my normal stuff, but just running every four yeah. hours. So well, hey, funny. let's let's talk to Adria because I want to hear what she has to say. Well, hey, before I let her talk, because I'm, okay. I'm just going to butt yeah. in. Uh, <laughs> I want to well, I want to tell because people don't know. Uh, so Adria and I met, and correct me if I'm wrong. We met at a trail running retreat for women, right? That's yep. the first time we met. So uh, used to Cumberland Transit, which is an outdoor shop here in Nashville. Uh, we both live around Nashville. Uh, if this was like 2017, it, I actually think it might have been before that. Might have okay, been 15, maybe 15 or 16. Maybe. Yeah. And they hosted this, um, trail running retreat just for done? women. And, um, oh, hi, Jennifer. and on a whim, I was like, I'm going to sign up for that retreat. That sounds all, I don't usually do that kind of thing. And I was not, I don't think I'd even run an ultra or anything. I was just getting into trail running kind of. Um, and that's where I met Adrian. So uh, that's how we met and connected. And we got to do a race together. We can talk about that later. Um, so yeah. Okay. Now I'll let her talk. <laughs> I, that actually was my, one of my very first forays into trail running as well. I didn't even have really? trail shoes. I oh, wore, cool. I think, um, Brooks Glycerin to that trail running retreat. Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Because I hadn't caught the bug yet. I was a, a road runner ish. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I ran, but I, I wasn't super into it. Um, I did it for exercise. I didn't do it as a passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for some reason, that popped up. Um, on, I don't remember if it was on Facebook or something, but I saw mm-hmm. it. I said, that could be interesting. Looks kind of fun. I have the weekend off. I might as well do something. Um, so I signed up and I got to go and I ended up meeting a ton of really awesome women who love this sport and really love, uh, participating and not only the running part of it, but the camaraderie part of it and the support and the 
Yeah. Um, the, you know, one hand forward, one hand back. There was absolutely no judgment that I had mm-hmm. never run a mile in a trail. Um, there was no judgment that I had on road running shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Though now I would judge me heavily. <laughs> I don't judge other people, Einstein. but I would judge myself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but that kind of was the, the genesis for me of falling in love with uh, trail running as a passion, not just as a hobby um, and, and trail running as a culture and as a, a thing that, that we do to hang out with people that we really like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, when I went like at that time in my life, I, I was just myself kind of getting back into trail running after having a kid and, um, I'd never really run races and I was so nervous to go cause I thought everyone there is going to be like some legit trail running woman and I'm mm-hmm. not going to fit in, but it was the same experience for me. It was great. And I met so many great people, you being one of them. Uh, but that's also where I met, um, Lindsay and Amber and, um, more people that in Perry that we would end up doing a relay race with and just like lots of women around Nashville and beyond. And that was so, like, I just think back, like, if I had missed that, man, like, I would have missed so much good stuff and connecting with all these people. So, yeah, it was, it was totally awesome. So, we need to do that again. I was just thinking that, (laughs) hey, Cumberland Transit or Fleet Feet or someone needs to put on a retreat. I know. Well, you know, and I I had heard uh, a little birdie told me before the whole COVID deal that they were maybe working on putting together something. But, you know, now with everything being so crazy, who knows? But, yeah, definitely. I hope that gets back into the works, you know, when it's time because, yeah, I just think it'd be so fun. Agreed. hundred percent. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. They do it, I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I'd even thought about, and I had tossed this idea around with, um, I think it was even Perry and a couple of ladies like, heck, Let's just put on our ho- our own trail running retreat, you know, like that would probably yeah. really be hard. And I don't think I'm the person to do that with my organizational <laughs> skills, <laughs> but somebody should, I could give you ideas, you know? Uh, so yeah, I yeah, hope that'd be so. Awesome. I hope so. So yeah. So, okay. Now, Adria, so tell us, um, you, okay. So what's the longest like trail race you've done? Uh, 50k is my sweet spot. Okay. Uh, however, I am about to pull the trigger on the uh, Land Between the Lakes 50 miler. <gasps> Ooh, that's gonna be. A, I've heard good things about that. That's gonna be a good yeah. one. When is that? Uh, I think it's March. I have to go back and look. Okay. I have all so of my land of races. Yeah. 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 Okay. And okay. Now. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say for me the the 50k for me has been the sweet spot because of some of the things that have happened in the last four or five years and an injury and then uh, a heart issue. And then my mom got cancer and she's fine. She's kicked its ass yeah. twice. Can I say ass? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the nature of those things kind of changing the way that I do running and that I do life as a whole um, had kind of limited me for a while, but now in the free and clear to go do whatever distance I want. I have my eye on that 50 miler. That is awesome. So let me tell you guys, cause I got a text message out of the blue, I guess a few weeks ago from you and you're like, Hey, <laughs> I'm back in it. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. And of course I'm like immediately like, yes. 
yes, you know. Um, so tell us, leading up to that point, tell us or just give us a snapshot of what, what happened, what's been going on these last couple of years, because you haven't been running really at all, right? You, you haven't been right. able to. So tell yeah. us or walk us through what happened. Uh, well, in 2016, I started um, the big journey of trail running, of actually doing it in training from January to May. And I did my very first 50K in May um, of that year. And then I went on tour for a year and I ran a lot while I was on tour. I was on the tour, uh, Keith Urban, Marin Morris, Brett Eldridge. Um, but I didn't race that year. And then I came back in the next year. Um, in 2017, I was doing a lot more racing than I had before. Uh, and then I went on a family vacation to Breckenridge and I went on a mountain bike trail with my brother-in-law and the bike, I turned a corner too fast and the bike came out from under me. Um, and I should have just let it go, let the bike go. Uh, but all I could think about was I didn't buy the insurance and this bike is $1,250. Oh, <laughs> so I held on to it and I oh, went over the side no. and down and bounced a lot. Um, and I stood up and I knew, I knew that something was off, uh, yeah. but I kind of looked around and, you know, limbs were all still functional and my head was okay. And God bless a helmet. Wear a helmet. That's my PSA. <laughs> um, and I actually got up and I rode the remaining six miles. And I was by myself because my brother-in-law had taken off to do some some faster curves, which I was fine with. Wow. Um, but I rode the remaining six miles on the trail and came out on the bottom and flew back home the next day. Uh, and a couple months later, I didn't really think much of it. I took care of myself. A couple months later, I woke up in excruciating pain and I went to the doctor. Uh, and in that accident, I had compressed three discs. And by virtue of the fact that I didn't do anything about it because I didn't know what was wrong, um, I just, I had made it worse and worse and worse. So that oh completely gosh. sidelined me. Yeah. Um, and actually that was not long before training for that hundred mile relay. Uh, so oh. I did substantially, spoiler alert, I did substantially yeah. <laughs> less training for that uh, than I wanted to. Yeah. Oh <laughs> um, my gosh. And then got back in the game, cleared, yeah. healthy recovery, uh, started training again. And then in September of this past year, uh, I was on a flight for work from, I believe, San Diego. So it was four and a half hour flight or so. Uh, and I started having the strangest heart palpitations. Uh, my heart would skip beats, it would add extra beats. So for four and a half hours, this happened nonstop on the entire flight. Wow. So I got back. I actually went to work. It was a Friday. <laughs> uh, I went into the office. I felt a little bit better. I went home and Saturday morning, I called a friend of mine and I said, I have to go to the hospital. So I did. And I was having a, a really strange set of PVCs. And I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but it's basically really weird heart palpitations. Hmm. Um, generally, PVCs, and this is not my medical expertise. This is just what I gathered from being in the hospital. Um, generally, PVCs add beats, but mine, for some reason, was also taking them away. Um, so my heart was super erratic. So I spent um, 27 hours in the hospital in the emergency room, mm -hmm. uh, hooked up to all different kinds of mm -hmm. things, and things were beeping and testing. And that's super fun to try to sleep yeah. in. <laughs> right. press in both arms. And yeah. Um, and so they put me, cardiologist put me on a medication, which thankfully fixed the problem, okay. but 
didn't allow me to do any sort of rigorous exercise. So once again, goodbye, ultra dreams. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I have actually since January made a really committed effort to, to do things and, and to not let that inhibit me. Um, And thankfully I'm cleared. I'm good to go. Um, And I have had, that's the one luxury from this uh, quarantine thing is that I've had time to slowly start training again mm-hmm. and to start building mileage a little bit and to not feel like I can only go to the trail at five o'clock in the afternoon and I have to be done by seven thirty, and I can only go on Saturday morning. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going in the middle of the day as long as I'm available mm-hmm. for work. Yeah. From home so, work from the trail. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So Adria, let me ask, because I'm, I'm sure some other people following along have the same questions. Um, your compressed discs, you, mm-hmm. you recovered from that with some type of therapy or, or, mm-hmm. uh, chiropractor's physical therapy, help or what? Physical stretching. therapy? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have an exceptional chiropractor. He is, Good. and I, I didn't really believe in it before that because I had a terrible one. Um, okay. and I, I went a couple times and it didn't really work and it felt very weird and it just, I, I marked it up to being not my thing. Um, and then once this happened, I went to, uh, my new chiropractor who is phenomenal and can basically fix anything. (laughs) Um, if it's, if it's hurting or if it's messed up, he can fix it. And most of the time people who have, um, compressed discs or they have one of those type injuries, they're probably getting nerve pain where it's pinched somewhere Mm -hmm. going through the disc or whatever. And once you've had a back injury and you've rehabbed your way through it, you're much more sensitive to it and you know how to probably um, help your body's posture and, and not allow mm-hmm. that injury to reflare up. I know that that's, that that's real common in people. But my, my yep. other question is, um, the heart issue, is that any way related to the discs or the nerves or is this totally separate? Not that they know of. They haven't been able to find a causal link. Um, However, the three compressed discs are at the base of my neck, behind my heart, and right behind my stomach. And I do, uh, well, I did before I started getting chiropractic care, experience strange stomach aches and like odd Mm. chest pains that were not really like heart-related chest pains, but just like almost like an indigestion feeling. And then some headaches from the one at the base of my neck. But since rehabbing and starting to feel better, a lot of that has dissipated and gone away. And then to correct the heart arrhythmias, they've had you on medicine mm-hmm. and you're still taking it, but now you've learned how to cope with it and, and mm-hmm. actually exercise while on it. Okay. Yeah. And part of the issue was my blood pressure was super, super high. Um, stress related, mm-hmm. oddly not from my current job. Uh, but from some other situations in life that just threw me into to some stressful situations. Um, and my blood pressure when I went to the emergency room was 190-something over 113. Wow. Uh, and if you know anything about blood pressure, that's basically stroke level. Yeah. Um, so they put me on a bunch of medicine real quick to bring that down. Mm-hmm. And so the medicine that I'm on now both controls that and controls the PVCs in my heart. And so did you, did you have to like relearn what your body does and how it responds to 
like aggressive athletic, you know, um, yeah. stuff. Yep. I had to, um, and that actually has come along more since January. Um, since I kind of, I decided I'm going to work out because the medication that they put me on does make you gain weight. And so I've Mm -hmm. gained a little bit of extra weight. It also makes you lethargic and it makes you hungry all the time, which is a a triad of really (laughs) bad things. If you're five foot three. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I started training, I, I started getting on the Peloton bike at the gym. Um, and training that way and just kind of easing into it and learning where my limits were, mm-hmm. uh, because my philosophy has always been, uh, you don't know the limit until you find it. And, uh, at this point I don't want to find it with my heart. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> find it with my feet. Um, so just, you know, relearning all of that and retraining my brain to understand, when I'm just tired versus when there's an actual issue that I need to pay attention to. And, and one of the things you said there was really smart, um, starting out on the stationary bicycle, learning what your, your new limits are or learning what your body is, how it's going to respond to the stimulus of, of doing exercise. You're doing that in a controlled environment. So mm-hmm. you, you can stop whenever you want, you can take a break whenever you want and you're not away from mm-hmm. your car you know you so that yeah. that's really smart and so I think that's good advice for people who are either uh, first getting back into doing something or they are overcoming an injury whatever that may be they they probably shouldn't go out uh, and, and do some big adventure they need to ease into it and see how their body responds to exercise I totally totally agree and for me the other thing that really helped coming out of the back injury and the, the bike fall Uh, was having a goal to work towards Mm -hmm. uh, because I knew that if my only goal was I got to get up and, and do, you know, therapy exercises today. Great. Yay. That sounds fun. But I knew if I had a goal that I would work towards it every day, kind of like training for an ultra or any sort Mm -hmm. of race. Here's the race date. Here's what I have to do. I have to go from point A to B to C to D to get to race day. But for me, it was, uh, we at that point were going to Breckenridge every year on family vacation. Um, and I knew I wanted to climb a 14er, whether wow. I hiked it or ran mm-hmm. it or whatever. I knew that I was going to do whatever I had to do safely and within reason to make that happen. And exactly one year to the day from when I fell off that bike, I was on the top of Quandry Peak. Oh, I love it. And that's the picture. So she sent me a picture. Yeah. It's going to be posted with the podcast. I saw that and I was wondering kind of what the backstory was because I didn't know the time frame of you getting to the top. So that is just awesome. Yeah, I love that. And I love what you said about goals because I am I feel the same way. Like, you know, when things are bad and like you couldn't run, you couldn't do anything. You were like in the midst of just figuring out is like problems with the body, problems in life. But like having a goal, even though it may be long term, you know, like, I mean, how many years have you been dealing with things, you know, with, and yeah, yeah, right. And so like, but you, you knew that when you could, you were going to get back to it. And like you said, setting those goals, even if they're far away, I agree. I think it's so important. Um, Mm -hmm. And just like the goals that climb in the 14 or like whatever you can do where you are, set that goal and do it. And I do, I think that's so, so important just mentally, like getting through hardships, you know? So, so Adri, I think it's important now to tell our audience what a 14er is. 
because oh, that, that yeah, may be a new true. term for them. Because <laughs> I think between the three of us, we've all topped a 14 oh, yeah, in our lifetime. For sure. So yeah, yeah let's, sure. okay, so y'all define it. But yeah. yeah, go ahead, Adria, tell us what a 14er is. Uh, a mountain with a peak in excess of 14,000 feet. Yeah. Right, and for anyone who knows anything about altitude and elevation, I think um, a lot of the summits in Colorado, the highest they get is somewhere in the 14,000. Yeah you know, mm -hmm. 200, 14,300 yeah. range. And it's because the that's where the, the peak of the Rocky Mountains are. And so all the, maybe there's 58 of them or so in Colorado, Something. but they, yeah. mm -hmm. they, they're all hovering somewhere within 50 feet of that 14,000 range or whatever. And that is higher than the elevation that, you know, an aircraft has to have like a pressurized cabin to fly that high. And yeah. so I think, I think if they go over like 11,000, 12,000 feet, they have to have a pressurized cabin so that way the you know the pilot and everyone else can still breathe but yeah. you're out there going up this thing <laughs> puffing you have no... and puffing. <laughs> yeah. for anyone who's ever done it the air I is know. so thin it's unbelievable especially and... for us tennessee folks right yes, i mean us we're tennessee not, folks you know? i know <laughs> hey this louisiana kid wouldn't yeah, even really right. leave you up there either. <laughs> yeah so that's all to say like what a major accomplishment like mm -hmm. you just casually say oh you know you're today i climbed a 14er but that's huge. Like that's it huge. Is huge. Just, yeah. It is. So that's a, like a huge accomplishment because Thank it's you. tough. I mean, it's tough. And you, yeah, so the the atmosphere and you've got less oxygen and you're working hard. And that's hard for anyone, much less someone overcoming injury and, we and other things. All four seasons on the way up. You do. Yes. You do. Yes. Yes. I remember starting out summer in the valley and then by the time you get to the top, it's snowy and yeah. Like <laughs> the only amazing. place you can get a sunburn and frostbite. That's and, right. Uh, yep. Rain drenching and right. all of the other things. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, absolutely. Ugh. So yeah, so that's awesome. So, okay. So you have this 50 miler goal in March land between the lakes for those who don't know land between the lakes. That's up uh, over the Kentucky border, like up in mm -hmm. the upper part of Tennessee into Kentucky. And it's a really neat area. I've not run there. I've hiked there and, and been there. So what um, they say is that's the part of Kentucky that's not in Kentucky. Oh, really? That's the that's the joke. <laughs> that's the joke. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the part of Kentucky that's not in Kentucky. So, but right. I have heard. I have not run that race, but I've heard great things about it. So, do you have any smaller goals along the way to that big journey? Do you have anything else planned? Define smaller. Well, uh, anything. <laughs> yeah, I actually, um, I have a a race list about a mile long of things oh. that I am interested yeah. in. Doing. Yeah. Uh, currently signed up for actually have part of the list right here uh the limitless vertical challenge oh uh, yeah that's right to climb a bunch of bunch of feet okay <laughs> now wait now how now how are you going to climb that are you going to use like a stair climber and find some hills what are you going to do i'm going to do a mix um i'm going to go run at our local park trail that gets uh -huh. about between eight and nine hundred um for the big trail and then i'm uh -huh. going to edit some of the smaller trails um Props to Percy Warner and Ed. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> I love parks. I love them. Um, and I am also going to get on the treadmill. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I, you know, and that's why I'm asking because I saw that challenge and I was so tempted. But I was like, Lauren, can you realistically do this? But, yeah, I think, like, for us here, like, getting on the treadmill, the stair stepper, like, I think mm -hmm. that's a necessary evil because, like, what? how much gain do you have to get? You know, uh, the lowest one is 
don't quote me on this, but uh-huh. just 1800, it's the Empire State Building. Okay, type. okay. Um, and then, but of course, that's not my goal. <laughs> right, right. I would like to do, I think it's either 13,000 13, or 14,000, but you can wow. do it. Yeah. You get an entire wow. week to do it. Yeah, yeah. So you just got to be like, you know, you got to have a plan. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. get this much on this day. But that's a lot. I mean, like, yeah. that's, right. that's legit. Yeah. So I, I'll bring this up because we talked about the 14,000 foot uh, mountain summits, right? And you're not starting at zero. You're starting yes. at like 6,000 to 7,000 feet when you climb yeah. one of those. <laughs> Yeah. So this one here, you're starting at zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a lot. <laughs> but it's a great challenge because I will say like climbing elevation, no matter how you do it, man, when you go out to run something that's relatively flat, you're like, I am like the fastest runner in the world. <laughs> like yep. It just feels so easy. So it's great training for whoever, you know, is out there like short on time climb some mountains or do some stair steppers or incline treadmill because buddy that so after we did it was just like seven thousand feet last weekend Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so like when i finally recovered and i went out to run i was like why am i running so fast i mean fast for me not (laughs) fast for like normal people but i'm like why does this feel so easy and it's because you know my body was just grateful i wasn't climbing a mountain so yeah (laughs) good training is awesome good training awesome okay so you got that going on and that's like a virtual Mm -hmm. challenge obviously okay so what what else besides that anything uh i'm also doing i'm doing another virtual one i'm doing the mountains to see 350 miles you get Mm. i saw that for that one okay for that one okay okay i think i did see something about that that sounds interesting so it's mountains to sea trail is that what it is or Mm -hmm. sea to mountain okay mountains Mountains to sea okay okay so that might be a couple other a couple others on there um tbd as to whether or not things will actually happen so i haven't really committed to anything super close yeah uh, just because you never know with this situation uh, yeah. But I also signed up for the Sally McRae trail running camp in North Carolina in October. Wait, mm. what is this so, now? <laughs> I've not heard oh, of this. I know so her, I but I... send it to you. <laughs> yes, please uh, do. No, I'm so excited. I have tried to get into this camp several times. The first year they did it, um, I didn't get in. wasn't fast okay. enough. Fingers didn't type fast enough. The second year, I was hurt. Uh, uh, the third year, I had a work trip. And then last year I wasn't running. So now it's like the opportunity is sitting in front of me. And I feel like if I don't take it, I'm going to regret it forever. For sure. So, uh, Adria, for our listeners, can you repeat what the name of that camp is? Yeah, it's the Sally McRae Trail Running Camp. And they can find uh, that by Googling it or what can they do? Yeah, that's how I found it. The first time is Googling it. It's it's run by, uh, I think, a, a... a trail running company now that puts on mm-hmm. races okay. and events and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's in, it's at Camp Greer in North Carolina and I am over the moon stoked about it. Oh so man. Can, can you describe a little bit? Is it like 50 or a hundred women or what is it? No, it's co-ed, but I think okay, it's, it's co-ed. 120. Runners. It's a 120. Really okay. Wow. Okay. And it's like a, a long weekend or what is it? Uh, five days. Five days. Oh, yeah. Wow. And yeah, you, so you, that's my you, vacation this year. 
yeah, so you, that's awesome. You pay to go to this, and it's like you stay in dormitories or cabins, and you yep, get cabins. all all meals paid for. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything's okay. Cool. Covered, except for alcohol at restaurants, but everything mm-hmm. else covered completely. And you run, I would say, between eight and twelve miles a day. And then in the afternoon, there are workshops and yoga and all of that fun stuff. Oh, and it's like grown up. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like heaven. <laughs> I know. I'm over well, the let, moon. <laughs> let me ask one more question and then I'm sold, okay? Okay. <laughs> all right. No kids, right? Nope. <laughs> yes. You're totally in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I need to look at this. We do have a separate kids running camp. Oh, fun. I'll have to look at that, too. Well, you know, I've seen a lot of camps, but they're usually out west. So that's mm-hmm. good to know about this one. I did not know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty close to Asheville, I think. Okay. Up on the map. Yeah, pretty oh, close to Asheville. Awesome. Okay, so Bud, we need to go up. register before we, we broadcast <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we're good. Yeah, uh, we got to we got to sign we up gotta first. We got to sign up first. <laughs> but this is close to where we're going to be running anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. So yeah, Bud and I are still holding out to do the Pitchell Run, which is um, from uh, Black Mountain to Pisgah or Pisgah to Black Mountain. But the North Carolina State Parks aren't open yet officially. Not so yet. We, so I I heard, according to my brother June, who lives there, it's uh-huh. coming soon. That's what I heard. I thought June. Okay. I thought they were aiming for June or maybe yep. maybe even before. Um, but yeah, so that is that. I bet you're going to be like in the same area for camp because it's like great running territory. Let's wow. all go out. Let's go to camp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so oh I'm my wanna, gosh! I'm wondering if I could distract this for a moment. Okay. Do y'all see what I have here? Eat clean, run dirty. Run dirty. I saw something about this. this yes. is a publication for this is a This is a brand new magazine. Oh. And uh, uh, Jessica Vandenbush is putting it out. Okay. And there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff in there. Oh. But I, you know, eat clean, run dirty. Everybody okay. look that up. And I'll look it up. Su- subscribe to this thing. Yeah. yeah, I saw you post a picture and I was like, uh-huh. huh, is this like something like hip? Because I feel like I'm not in on yeah, the hip stuff. Yeah, like, it's hip. Like, if it's hip, <laughs> if it's hip, I'm a year behind, you guys. Yeah. Like, you and okay. me both. <laughs> I'm not on the trail, like, smelling uh, turtles and stuff. Like, I'm a little bit slow. Okay, I so like run. This. So okay. let me tell you, I liked it before it was cool. Okay. okay. Well, you—that's you, bud. That's I know. Uh, but like it's an early adopter. He right. is. Yes. <laughs> but but one of the things I did because I feel like um, you ever seen a Hard Day's Night by the Beatles? Mm-hmm. It's an mm-hmm. old black and white movie. Yeah. All right. So they get like thousands of letters and stuff, fan mail and stuff, and kind Ringo like us, gets, right? Well, kind of like well, me and you, bud. <laughs> Yeah, but, but Ringo, he only gets one letter. Okay, okay maybe that's, that's more like us. <laughs> <laughs> so all the other Beatles got like, you know, uh, sacks of mail and he gets right. one letter. Oh, and it's like, it's like from his grandma or something. Yeah. So <clears throat> I feel like we got fan mail or at least some <laughs> comments. And so. <laughs> we did. Oh, right. that's right. Yeah. Before we get lost in more talk, because I want to so hear more I have of a few... story. Yeah, but, oh, we're but coming you, back to her. We're going to come back to that. Okay. This is I'm not segue. going anywhere. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting in my car drinking. <laughs> right. This is going to segue right into the questions I have to ask her next. Okay, I, know, okay. I know people are interested in. All right, so I got some shout outs. These are people who left us comments, asked questions, all that kind of stuff. 
Now I'm reading their screen name, so I don't know who some of these people are. Okay. okay? <laughs> okay. But uh, so bear with me. Uh, okay. Run, We're bearing. Uh, all right, Running Gal Thirty. <laughs> She listens to us on her lunch break at the hospital, and uh, that's what she does. So, <laughs> Running Gal 30, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Shout out. Uh, mid-age runner. He had asked a question about ultra versus topo sizing. And so, yes. I will tell you what I feel, okay? Okay. Um, I wear a 10 and a half in Vans, which are my skateboard shoes and a 10 and a half in ultras and when it goes to topo i have to wear an 11 and Ooh, so i heard size up yeah right, i heard you bit. have yeah you have to size up at least half a size maybe one full size depending upon where you are in between sizes but the feel for me um if i take an ultra superior um it fits my foot about the best of any ultra and then if i go to a lone peak it seems a little bit more narrow for me. And then if I go to a Olympus, um, that one is uh, a little bit snug, but it's loose in the heel. The topo is perfect all around the foot and just feels a little bit tighter around the heel. So when you, per when you first put on a topo, it'll scare you because you're like, oh no, it's too tight. But, but it's really not because it's gonna stretch out a little bit. And, um, that's all I can say about the sizing, but I, I do think if you're if you're forced to mail order stuff or you know get it shipped in online, I think you can buy like multiple sizes of things, pick the one you want, and send the other ones back. Mo most mm -hmm. places allow you to do that as long as you don't wear them out in the field; just wear them on the carpet or something in your house. Okay, moving on. Uh, Holly Warren Ellis said, "I would straight up eat pavement." And so that was. Oh, on your think, skateboard. Yeah, on your skate. Well, yeah, that's no, me too. I mean, I come think on. it was in reference to me doing that handstand stupid oh, challenge or whatever. The oh, the handstand right. challenge. Yeah. yeah. So, so you got to quit putting me up to that kind of crap. Okay. <laughs> and then, so now these ones, I don't. They, they left comments. I don't think they're fans. They're friends. So, uh, <laughs> mom, is that you? <laughs> Well, we can we can go to Mama Hope if you want to, but okay. uh, Hope Patterson, thanks, uh -huh. and uh, Amanda Deweese and Rachel Harwood, uh, you gals quit doing these challenges because then it end up, it falls on me somehow, and so you know when Lauren has to take a plunge, then I have to. And I, oh, and that's right, we did just a tired of it. Plunge, yeah, yeah, man. No more challenges. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Is there another now, one? I style? did. Oh, there's another on. one, but what it, is it? it's great because it's like they're colliding. <sighs> so I had, you know, we're quarantined or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Okay, so you know things are lifting, but back when we were all stuck at home twiddling our thumbs, uh, I I approached the milf maids, uh, and I said, you know what, we need to do a beer mile kind of race. Like we could set it up, be socially distant, well, and just like someplace safe. Well, why, why didn't y'all let you didn't let me on that well, one? I'm because we hadn't planned it yet, bud. Okay. Okay, so let me finish. So I had just approached them with the idea, okay? And so like we found the official rules. Well, then I saw Jason of Yeti Trail Runners is working on a beer mile event. Okay? okay. Like a virtual. So I'm like, oh yes. Like my worlds are colliding and like it's fate. Okay. So I feel it coming on. I don't have all, all the details hammered out, 
but there's going to be a beer mile virtual <laughs> event <laughs> from the safety of your own yard or something. That uh, might be my sing. first DNF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were taking bets on like who would puke and, you know, pass oh, out man. first. Um, so, so just stay tuned is what I'm saying. Okay. Just stay tuned. Okay. Uh, that will be the next challenge, but I saw Jason posted something. So I'm waiting to hear more. Uh, yeah. I mean, why not? Come on. Yeah. So let me keep going here. Um, <laughs> That's All like right. moving on. <clears throat> I'm trying I'm trying to read my own handwriting. <laughs> okay, so uh Bethany Andrews. Uh she did the Yeti the Yeti 24 hour challenge. That was a while back. Uh-huh. Okay. And she she even bought tapas just like mine. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Remember, oh, I remember we, that. So yeah, we ran yeah. with her. We and, ran with uh, her on my birthday. Yes, that's on right. On your birthday. Okay. Yes. And she laughed at my shoes. And then next thing you know, she had some. I know. So, well, she's probably laughing at all of her shenanigans. We were a little silly that day. Uh, but yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, I'm even thinking like maybe I should get a pair, which, okay, let me. They're going to go on a- sale because I've been dissing them. Yeah. <laughs> so that, <laughs> but it's like, I'm going to become a dealer. <laughs> I got the red ones homes. with the yellow laces are Ronald McDonald shoes. They are. And I told them, I was like, guys, you got to make, you know, give us something gray or black or navy <laughs> blue, do something. But I mean, red with yellow laces is not a thing. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So, so now, Adria, what is your, your shoe of choice? And I, I know we all changed. Yeah, what are you me, running tell me in your now? Shoes. Uh, speed cross and sense ride, depending okay. on how yeah. aggressive I need it to be. Yes, girl. Same here. Same here. Cool. So I have two pairs of each and I go back and forth. Good taste. Yeah. Good taste. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All so right, just, bud. What else you got? Two more. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Thrash, he left us a pic of uh, Buckwheat Gap. I don't know what that is, but it looked cool. Okay. But he left it on one of our uh, podcasts. So probably he's in North yep. Carolina, if I remember correctly. Okay. So probably someplace we need to go is what I'm so thinking. If I'm if I'm butchering people's names, I'm sorry. But uh, Charity Polshuk, she got the family out, and I think this was a picture that she left whenever uh, we did our run with Bethany. So it oh, took, okay. to me, it even looked like it's the same place. Hmm. So what what was that? Percy Warner or where that were we? That was Percy Warner yeah. where we were. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's like the the trail running, like golden yeah. trail of Nashville. <laughs> I love Percy. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here and say one more thing about this Eat Clean, Run Dirty publication. Okay. Yes. Yes. It would seem to me like if you emailed Jessica and you wanted to contribute something, you might be able to get published. So she will probably have, yeah, she probably has the stuff that I see in here. It's written by trail runners, okay? Okay, And so, you know, poems, articles, how-to type stuff. Uh, They have this fresh tracks thing where everyone's telling them what kind of music they listen to and all that crap. Hmm. So you can can probably... um, submit stuff to her they'll probably have a section and i'm just going to go out on a limb again every single publication always has letters to the editor and so at some point she's going to have to put something in here where you say hey i disagree with that or hey here's something else you can add to that and say (laughs) it just happens and uh that's what i would do is email her and say hey i want to be in your magazine and she'll say well you better write something good and it better have pictures (laughs) 
So, so anticipate in coming weeks, we're going to see yeah. a letter, a letter to the editor by Bud LaMonica. <laughs> yeah, well, so I've been involved in in blacksmithing newsletters and publications for a very long time, and uh -huh. the editor needs fodder. They need lots of information, and uh -huh. you know, guys, this isn't like National Geographic, so you're not going to get paid to be a freelance. You know, but but amongst your dumbass friends, yeah, you can probably get. You'll be trail running legend. Yeah, yes. trail running legend. You can put it on your mom's fridge. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, your mom will buy a copy. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I'm okay. okay, thirty copies. <laughs> yeah, just in case you know, put right. some away. Give one to everyone she knows. That's right. Yeah. So so Adria, we we know your favorite shoes. What about socks? Oh, uh, I am a big Swiftwick fan. Okay. Yes, girl. Yes. I have been known to also run in a Belega. Uh huh. Fan. Uh, -huh. uh, the socks that I actually went up Quandary Peak in are Defeat socks because okay. they they do epic shit on the back. Um, so there was no negotiating about what I was going to wear that day. Um, I actually sometimes run I found a really great pair of Saucony socks that I love uh -huh. uh, they're uh, I usually run in quarters because I don't <laughs> like uh, this is kind of counterintuitive I don't love dirt on my feet mm -hmm. um, so I run okay. in socks that kind of keep that out to keep me yeah. from wear gaiters all the time um, but they don't keep the rocks out of my shoes so maybe I should wear the gaiters too yeah uh, but Recently, when it's been really hot, I've started wearing these slightly more padded, really low, um, just almost no-show socks, and I don't hate it. I feel like such a traitor to the trail community, <laughs> but I don't hate it. And I bought them on Amazon, so like yeah. I'm a double mm. traitor. <laughs> She's so, become basic, you guys. Basic. <laughs> So if your socks, you said you had a pair that said do epic shit wrote uh -huh. on the back of them. Oh, that's that, cool. And that, that helps, doesn't it? It does. Well, especially when I fall down and I can see the back of my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually was really cool because when we got to the top, um, and I did the hike with my brother yeah. who was there the year before. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, we call each other, we call ourselves the Adventure Pals. And usually my sister goes with us, but she was 110,000 months pregnant last year. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of months. I think I'm going up a mountain like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame like her. I'm a month and a half away from having a kid. Ooh, um, yeah. So she didn't come. But when we got to the top, he said, you need to get a picture of those socks on the mountain and that is actually the picture that I use most often when it doesn't require my face for yeah. something like people are like oh submit a picture that that says who you are here you go it's the fox <laughs> I love it <laughs> the fox on a mountain that's right that's <laughs> awesome I love it I love it okay cool. so I gotta ask you something okay so a few podcasts ago, we talked about most embarrassing trail moments. Do you have an embarrassing trail moment yet? One hundred percent. Oh, I gotta hear. Oh, it. great! Okay. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. My very first trail race. Uh huh. I did a, a six miler. I think it was out at Bell's Bend. It was one of the uh -huh. NRC races. Yes. Uh, very first actual trail race. I was running in the wild horse at the time and I loved him. Uh -huh. I had like, I'd gotten a really cute outfit. That's also a thing I do is I buy gear for a race because I really I want the to be cute. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
like I buy stuff that I know works well on my body. Like yeah. I'll buy the same shorts, but I'll buy them in a new color mm-hmm. or I'll buy a shirt in a different color or a buff or whatever. <laughs> uh, but like I was looking super cute. Still have the picture to prove it. And I came around the corner, maybe a quarter of a mile from the finish line, maybe three cents of a mile. And it had, ra- it was in December and it had rained and stormed like just really bad windy storm for a couple days before. And so leaves were all over the trail. You couldn't even see it. Uh-huh. And I stepped into, that is the polite way to put it. I stepped into a, like a, a stump, a tiny oh, tree stump. Uh-huh. And I went over and down and apparently um, I didn't know that I wasn't running by myself because I had headphones in and uh-huh. one of them fell out and I stood up and there was a guy behind me doing a slow clap. Uh, and he, <laughs> said, he said, wow, that is the most graceful trail fall I've ever seen. Oh. And all I could say was, thank you. I was a dancer for 17 years. And I put my head <laughs> down and I got to the end and I finished and I got in the car and I called my mom and she said, how'd it go? And I said, well, I fell down. And her first question was, is your face okay? I said, well, yeah, I didn't hit my face. And she goes, oh, thank God, we have Christmas pictures next week. Oh, yeah, that's like, such a mom thing. Thanks for the concern. <laughs> but uh, I called a friend of mine after that who is a major trail runner, um, and he's done hundreds like you would not believe. Um, shout out to Kyle Whalen. But I was talking to him afterwards, and he said, how'd it go? And I said, oh, it was great. But I fell. And he said, congratulations, you're one of us now. That's right. Yeah, like, that's okay, exactly right. So, my hallmark embarrassing moment is also, you know, my initiation into the official trail racing community. That's right. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yeah. Got got like I'll never forget that. <laughs> no, that, that that's funny. a good one. And I think I should point out to everyone listening, the, the fall has to be legit. You can't just go out and fall on purpose. It has oh, to yeah. really happen. Yep. So yeah. don't, don't push it. <laughs> it will come to you when you're ready. <laughs> when you're ready. Okay. The trail will bestow the fall upon That's you. That's right. You... Yes. That's right. Uh, How did when you were though? Oh, hey. Except okay. on a mountain bike. As well, previous. okay. That that was hopefully that covers it. Like that was like yeah. for your lifetime of trail. <laughs> I say that. I'm gonna bite it tomorrow. Watch. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Still got it. Still got it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh okay, so uh yeah, so now Adria, there is an event coming up here in Franklin that Bud and I have signed up for and it's a last man mm. standing kind of event. Did you know about last, that? Or last woman standing. I or la- last person. Last now person. I'm, I'm intrigued. I was gonna say I can I guarantee feel... you it will not be me, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, it won't be me either. But, like, it is a good chance because you can just do what you, like, what your body needs. And that's what mm-hmm. Bud and I are doing. So, it right. is called the Mid-State Mile. And it is a last person standing kind of thing. So, you should totally look that up. I'm ready. it's coming down. up. <laughs> handy, handy notebook. It's handy. coming up in June, tentatively in June. You know, she, and... I think she was down to the final people oh, the other day I don't, she had like one spot but maybe yeah. it's still open but it's, it would be know. a good event because you can kind of like set your goal like i'm gonna do this many miles you know and like for but me I'm, that, sure, I mean, I'm not gonna be the last person so. yeah i'm sure you could come <laughs> you could come hang out i'm sure that's okay yeah yeah, yeah that's so awesome. that will be interesting um 
but yeah, other than that, that's the only thing I can think of that's going on, like, in the Nashville area. Um, I know, like, I saw Nashville Running Companies opening back up, so I made, like, skedaddle over there, and I got to get me some new shoes. Um, so I'll be going there. But yeah, I don't, you know, it's like slowly things are kind of kind of getting back to normal in some ways. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'm looking forward normal to Normal adjacent. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. So I do love those kinds of events uh, because, and God, I'm, I sound like such a masochist when I say this. I love a looped course. I uh-huh. really do. Like it's probably hard, right? more than a normal person. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the the familiarity for me is actually yeah. nice. Yeah. It's like, oh, that tree means I only have to die for 10 more minutes. That's right. <laughs> um, That's right. And I it, my first 50K was a looped course. It was oh, okay. uh, 10K loop, 5, 10K loops in Birmingham. Wow. Um, and then I did a 12-hour uh, beast for a day run in St. Francisville, Louisiana. Uh, and they ain't oh. joking. That is a beast, uh, but it is refreshing to be able to get to the top of the loop and kind of, for me, that one had uh, a water crossing, which we will not really call it a crossing. It was more of a dunking. Oh. Uh, I actually changed clothes at the top of every loop Wow! Uh, because I was soaking wet and I knew that it was not going to dry off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do, I love a good looped course. Yeah, well, this one cool. is a loop, and it, the yeah. other good loop course around Nashville is the Mobile, which this year is in October, and as far as I know, it's still on, because October, we're hoping things will be kind of back to some level of normal, uh, and so that one is also like a loop thing. We've done that one a couple of years now, mm-hmm. um, so um, for those who like the loop. the 100K, but uh-huh. it's the same weekend as the Sally McRae Trail Camp. Oh, that's right, because it's October. So, mm. can't do both. Yeah, Darn, there's just so much yeah, you, good you, stuff. You go do that fancy <laughs> camp, and we'll do mobile. Yeah, <laughs> the runners. Yeah, you know, I do. I feel like that because you know we haven't been able to have any events. Like now, we're you know all the like events, all of them happen like you know October, November, and December now, and so we're all scrambling to try to pick and choose, and it is hard because everything's going to be overlapping and. I've got a few events and that's it, but I'm hoping to add more stuff in. Um, but yeah, I feel like everything's going to be filling up and, and getting kind of sold out because we're all so eager to go out and do something. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Get me so. back out there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Okay. So, uh, okay. So now have you, since your accident, have you been back on a mountain bike? Or will no. you go back on a mountain bike? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I would feel that. I haven't, but I will. Okay. Uh, okay. I want to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of want to go tackle it where it happened. Okay. Um, just because. That's commendable. That, I yeah. like that. I like that a lot. Thank you. I kind of want to look it square in the eye and go, mm, can't get me twice. Yeah. And then maybe it does get me twice. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah I mean I would think that you know at the time you got back on your bike and you rode and it wasn't like it was a trauma at the time I'm sure it shook Mm -hmm. you and was like but the results down the road were traumatic and so it's like you know like I could see that's like overcoming a big thing to get back Mm -hmm. on the bike and especially where you did fall 
Um, I would think like for myself, like I'm not very good on a bike, so I would be terrified. Um, but that's awesome. Like facing your fear and like not letting it own you and just like writing a new mm-hmm. story. So that's cool. Yeah. Cause yeah. Yeah. and I kind of, I, my mom has always raised me to believe you don't get what you don't ask for. And I believe that's true of yourself too. If you don't ask yourself to take a challenge and to go out and do something differently mm-hmm. or scary, or uh, if you don't give yourself a chance to be brave, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm, I'm telling myself that I have to do. The next time I'm out there, I'm going to do it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, Bud, you're on a bike a lot. I'm not a bike a person. Lot. I ride. I, yeah, yeah, I ride sometimes. And if I'm training for something. Now, have you ever, Bud, had an accident that, like, shook you? Where you're like, ugh, like... Because I, ha- like, I haven't ridden uh, a lot, but I've had, like, a small accident. And I was like, oh, hell no. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't doing that again. So I've crashed a few motorcycles. But Ooh. on mm-hmm. bi- bicycle crashes, um, my bike crashes are usually at very low speed when I cannot okay. unclip or I do something really stupid, you know, coming uh-huh. to a stop and I, I just don't unclip. And then, you know, as slow as can be and you're watching it for 20 seconds trying to balance and you're shaking <laughs> and you fall over, you know. Yeah, and it makes the that, cartoon sound. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens uh, to me. And so... Yeah. Um, I did have an accident in one of my Ironman events, and I was only going like five miles an hour because I was slamming on the brakes, skidding into a a place where we were taking a break. And I just, and maybe it was wet, I slid and and fell, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. And and of course, you know, thinking like what Adria said, um, of course, I owned my bike, but I was not going to let it touch the ground. So I like. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've seen other athletes do this when they crash. They they roll on their back and they hold their bike in the air. Like, Please God, <laughs> not my bike, bike. Okay. not my yeah. bike. Although yeah. I will say, the other weekend when we did our little adventure run and you took your tumble, you were worried. You're like, is my face okay? Yeah, that was my. <laughs> I barely touched the ground, but it was like this is how I make my, my face, money, and so right. I was like, I do not want to. <laughs> my beautiful face. <laughs> Oh, so funny. So funny. You have Christmas pictures coming up too. That's, he, he must. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bud. Oh, bud. That is funny. But yeah, you know, falls happen, and uh, yeah, you know, I still um, knock on wood. This is probably bad because I'm gonna probably bite it tomorrow. But you know, I have a hard time. I'm always rolling my ankles, and lately, I will say that I I feel like I've had less rolling of ankles I'm sure I'll now you know like break my ankle tomorrow because I'm telling you guys this (laughs) you're cursing it (laughs) but I feel like I'm going through one of those periods like that I haven't had an injury in so long that like I'm due so I'm a little nervous (laughs) I'm a little nervous but I'm also enjoying it because I haven't been an injured piece of shit in so long I'm like oh Mm -hmm. do you have a wobble board no, I don't. Board? I need it's to get world one. of difference. I really? know. I could I had, see that. Yeah, I had dancer's ankles for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, which are end up being pretty flexible. And when you run, <laughs> it's not That's a good combination. Yeah. Uh, so I had that problem too. I w- and it was mostly on downhills. I never yeah. understood why. Uh, but I got a wobble board, and okay. I recently bought another one, and I'm very excited about it. Ooh. Also, Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, I've hey, been shopping a lot like, on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it makes a world of difference, and it also is good for core and quads. Mm-hmm. 
So you have two wobble boards now? No, I just have one. I okay. have moved and oh, okay. downsized since then. Uh, I went from a four-bedroom house to a one-bedroom condo um, to make my life easier. But mm-hmm. what it meant was uh, I went. I now live in 644 square feet. So basically, it's a tiny house. <laughs> yeah. And I can only have, yay, many things in it. Mm. So, yeah. you know, I have like five things in up. Not really. I'm a maximalist. <laughs> I have a whole bunch of shit in my house. A maximalist. But, yeah. I love that. <laughs> things that I don't have anywhere to put had to yeah. go yeah. somewhere. The other so one board me storage. I have like 10,000 square feet of bicycles. So, I was gonna say I've I, seen it. Yeah, he's like a pack rat of bicycles and like <laughs> miscellaneous bicycle gear and parts. And <laughs> like, what do you collect? Collections. That's right. Collections. <laughs> I collect collections of things. Oh, he's a tinkerer. So yeah, I have lots of Legos. So I mean, you Lego. know. Right. <laughs> Legos. And, you can build oh, stuff. That's right. I can build some. <laughs> Oh, so Adria, let me ask you because I know everyone's kind of a groupie and everyone has all these fads. But um, do you like buffs or trucker hats? Which one? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, Next question. She's, she's like, yes, to both. <laughs> yeah. It is rare that you will see a picture of me uh, on a run or in a race without both. Cool. Usually, um, the buff is around my wrist. Unless it's really sunny, I'll put it around my neck to keep the back of my mm-hmm. neck from being sunburned. Yeah. And the hat will change positions about 15 times during any Occasionally, I'll miss, and it'll be, like, off to the side, and it'll yeah, be like really, really straight yeah. I like that. You're that's like, funny. oh, that's a new style. No, I missed. I was running. Yeah. I put it back on my head. Um, and like, I, like, so let me ask you this. Just like me. Do you like the disgusting old man flat bill foam trucker hats? Are you these tech hats? What do you like? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> She's like, give me all the hats. All the hats. All the hats. All For the me, <coughs> Sorry, allergies are getting the best of me. For yeah. me, it kind of is, it's a combination of one, how cute is it? Yes, is it going to be cute pictures? Mm-hmm. And two, how comfortable is it? Mm-hmm. Um, and in the how cute is it, it's kind of like, what does it say on it? Uh, so, like, we have, Lauren and I have matching hats with the rest of our, our tribe that ran oh, that, that big 100-mile relay. Um, so, I wear that one pretty regularly. Uh-huh. I have a pile of the techie Nike trail hats. Those actually sit a little low for me. They sit over my ears, which my ears don't get sunburned, and they're comfortable, but it makes my head look, it makes me look like I'm five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> yeah. hat, it's down here. It's over my ears. I'm a child. Right. But I, in my very small 644 square foot house, have 140 something pairs of shoes and only. I love it. 144 pairs of A lot of them are heels and boots. So, yeah, I have a uh-huh. problem. That. I have about the same number of hats. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I rotate through the collection regularly. Yeah, I yeah, love I, that. I know there's people right now listening and they're just feeling relieved, you know. And as, <laughs> but I have a bigger not the only one. <laughs> so you, do you do like pigtails or what do you do with your hair? Do you pull it back or what? Depends. I okay. go through phases. Okay. <laughs> Um, I've done the pigtails. I was rocking the side braid for a long time because I've been, cool you too. know, 
Yeah. I braided since childhood. Yeah. The problem with that is I have to stick so many bobby pins in the back of it to make it all stay that it becomes an issue. <laughs> There's like a bunch of metal crap in the back. <laughs> right. And then it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, recently, I've just been doing um, the ponytail, but pulled through. And it's like, my mom calls it an olive bun. She says I look uh, like olive oil, yeah. um, which olive oil is on top of her head. So mm. my kind of behind my head. But it depends on a lot of things. How I'm feeling, what the outfit looks like, what the weather <laughs> is. If it's super yeah. hot, I don't want my hair touching my neck. Mm-hmm. So I have done the pigtails. I have done the side pony. I've done the regular ponytail. I've done the olive bun. So I do it all. And yeah. what kind of what kind of watch? What kind of running watch do you use? Because I know that's a big question. Uh, I was running with an Apple Watch, um, okay. Garmin Vivo Active, and then an Apple Watch. And I just switched out uh, two weeks ago to a Garmin Two Forty Five, a Forerunner Two Forty Five for the battery. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so I how, how, long, how long does that battery last? How long does it last? Um, for me, battery life on the trail is um, the same importance as battery life off the trail. So I wanted something that if I'm not running, I don't have to charge it for a week. Mm-hmm. So, so far, cool. I've gotten about a week out of it with doing two to three miles, two to three times a week. Oh. Um, okay. When I start heavier training, I think I'll probably have to recharge it every other day. Mm-hmm every two days um but i also like uh shout out to my mom because when this comes out i guarantee you she will be the first one to listen to it went with the garmin for the live tracking because my mom likes to track me in races and she'll send me um like texts and just good warm and fuzzies like keep going got it i love her when she says you're almost there and i'm like no i'm not (laughs) 10 miles left stop saying that (laughs) <laughs> but she sends me a lot of good love out on the trail. So that is why I actually went with this one, but I do love it. Okay. And running vest. I need to know about that. Uh, I have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let me Probably tell you about them. Be <laughs> honest. How many? <laughs> Four. Four? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's okay. Eight between the ultimate direction, Vesta 4.0. Uh-huh. Um, and the, uh, Salomon advanced skin eight, the women's yeah. version. Okay. Yeah. Cause, um, I am a little more well endowed on the top and I needed mm-hmm. something that would work with that. Um, I used to run in a Nathan fire catcher. It did its job. It wasn't the most comfortable thing for me. Um, I think for some people that's a great vest. It wasn't mm-hmm. for me. Um, and then I have a Solomon Advanced Skin 5, but it didn't have enough pockets because I'm like a squirrel when I run and I carry 800 things like, you know, goose <laughs> and uh, an emergency kit and a lawn chair and like a, a, a lawn know, chair. No, no, not really. Sink, you know? Exactly. Exactly. A four course meal. Yeah. Um, but no, I do. Um, I'm not a heavy packer when I run, but I like to be prepared things like I like to not need calories and not have them I like to not need hydration and not have it mm-hmm. um I like to not need lip balm <laughs> or to need like if I need yeah. it I want it to be there somewhere yeah. on my person in a pocket in a vest it, you know wherever yeah so let, let me ask you this question because it could tie in a little bit with maybe uh runners who have blood pressure issues 
do you take salt tabs or do you avoid salt? What do you do? Um, it depends. Longer runs, yes. Shorter runs, no. Um, unless I'm putting in a half marathon or more, I try to stay away from it and I try to do only natural sodium. Um, because again, I'm also from Louisiana and I like a lot of salt in my food, but I've had to kind of curtail that too. Um, but if I'm running something longer, uh, particularly, you know, really, really long, um, and I've had blips of issues before this just nothing to this level um so like in a 50k i will use salt tabs in a really challenging half marathon like the chattanooga trail half which ended up being like 16 miles newsflash that's not a half marathon (laughs) (laughs) Um, i did take them then because i started cramping a little bit and Mm, noon just wasn't cutting it electrolytes just weren't cutting it so um but i do have to be careful uh i can't overdo it Uh, But I also want to make sure that the rest of my body is being taken care of uh, in a way that that it needs to be. And so it's it's an interesting balance trying to figure all that out. Yeah. Okay. If that answers the question. And it really does. It does. (laughs) Yeah, because I wouldn't have thought about that, you know, because I'm kind of the same way with salt, unless it's like a hard effort or over, you know. 10 to 15 miles I probably won't take salt unless it was just happened to be like a hundred degrees outside mm-hmm. um but I've never thought about like if I take too much oh well or you know but that I mean for a lot of people that's a real issue for lots of different medical conditions you know like electrolyte imbalance could really mm-hmm. mess things up and I haven't really thought about that so I could see how that would be a huge learning curve to get the balance and to know what you need yeah and I yeah. also, I take a fair number of supplements because I also recently um, went to a plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. A, a, we'll say a primarily plant-based diet because yeah. I'm not, um, I've, I've done it except for once. I cheated and had eggplant parm from Maggiano's, but hey, whatever. <laughs> um, but I am not, uh, I'm not saying I will never eat animal products again. Uh-huh. I'm just at home. I try to be primarily, primarily plant-based. Um, and so I take a fair amount of supplements to balance uh-huh. out what I would have gotten before when I was a pescatarian eating fish or shrimp or, you know, whatever. Um, but I also have to, when I run and I'm, I'm using electrolyte supplements, uh, whether it's in hydration or tabs or whatever, I have to think about, well, what do I take out of those supplements so that I don't get too much mm. of some kind of oversaturate what's happening in my mm. body. Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting balancing game. I wouldn't yeah. say it's super fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's totally imagine. worth it. Yeah, I can imagine. All right, cool. So I, I get the impression people are going to really like hearing everything you have to say. And so I got to ask a couple more questions. And these are a little bit it. more personal. What What's your feeling about ink and piercings and looking cool and shit? Uh, cool and shit. I have. I know that nobody can see me, but the people that know me, this may come as a huge surprise. I have four tattoos. Oh, awesome. Uh, see, Lauren, did you even know that? I don't think I did. <laughs> Three of the four are hidden. I have okay. um, two on my right hip, one on my back, and one on my wrist. Okay. Um, and so they're primarily hidden because yeah. um, my mom, I'm 37 years old and I still defer to my mom on things like this. I'm like, with my mom? Uh, But her role was always, 
you know, I have a law degree. So if I ever have to go in the courtroom, it has to be able to be covered up. Covered, so yeah. I was like, cool. I think they're awesome. I think whatever <laughs> makes you happy and whatever you want to do on your person, go for it. If your mom approves, go for it. <laughs> so yeah, That's so I kind of feel like um, we we kind of like to achieve something, and that tattoo is kind of like earned. So it's like maybe it was a race, or maybe it was an yeah. event, or maybe it was a, a life goal or something. So are any of yours related to like races you've done or things or when when you do this 50 miler are you going to get a tattoo i mean tell us we have uh, to know <laughs> you know i don't know because my issue is i take so damn long thinking about what i want and i will go back and forth a hundred times uh -huh. um, the ones that i have are all markers of milestones in my life but okay. um, like the first one i got when i moved to philadelphia because my mom's always said my greatest hope in life is to give my child roots and wings um, and so I, I grew up with the roots and I had them and then I moved to Philadelphia to go to law school and that was my wings. And so I got a bird, a little outline of a bird. Then I moved to Nashville for work. Um, I work in the music industry, which is why tattoos are also not taboo to me. Um, <laughs> but I moved here and this is where I felt like I really learned to fly. So I have an ambigram right next to the bird that says fly and cool. I can see it from up here. And then, you know, I guess someone else looking at it could see it and then the one on my back uh, says nothing is impossible and it's in Irish Gaelic in honor of my grandmother um, who is is Irish and her parents came over you know from Ireland and whatnot um, and then this one on my wrist says uh, B or to be in French because um, I am of French ancestry again Louisiana um, and that one was kind of just when I learned to kind of just exist in you know, in the world as it is, just be. Sometimes you just got to stop and be, or, you know, you have to be you, or you have to be whatever you want to be. Uh, so they've all been really, really hallmark moments, uh, but none of them from races. Yeah. Uh, mm. Because I think when I started racing, my thought was uh, that I was going to do every single distance in a year that I hadn't accomplished yet. Um, and I got most of them done. The ones that, granted a 50 miler and a hundred miler were not on there. 50 K was the, the mm -hmm. farthest distance. Um, I didn't get to do, uh, either of the triathlons, the sprint or the Olympic. Uh, I did a duathlon though, did not fall off the bike. <laughs> um, but I, I think my fear at that point was that I was going to run so many big races and like everything to me is a big moment that I would have no skin left. <laughs> I was just going to have too many. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. 50 milers and 100 milers are big. Big. So, it's a big deal. They never. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love I'm going to get one that says, Bud said, get this. That's right. Yeah, Bud says. <laughs> <laughs> what would Bud do? <laughs> WBD. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, bud. What else you got for us? You're just full of questions tonight. I know, but I think it's I think it's stuff that oh. people want to know. Oh, they and do. So, they want to know. I mean, they want to know. So, <laughs> um, Adria, what are you drinking tonight? Currently, water. After this, probably <laughs> well, a you showed nice me bottle some... of wine. It's water. Oh. <laughs> All right, tell tell us about your choices. There, go ahead. 
Uh, why I'm drinking water? No, 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 no. What kind of wine? Oh, you oh. want to know what kind of wine? I'm, I'm drinking water so that you can still understand me when I speak. Because no, though. Medicine, it also makes me drunk faster. Oh, no. <laughs> are, so are, sorry, are, you, are, you, are you popping a cork? Or are you opening a, a box wine? What are you doing? Um, no, I'm not opposed to box wine. There is a place for that. Um, <laughs> because I collect them. So I get oh. mad, like I order something from Drizzly and it comes in and on the app, it looked like it had a cork, but it's a screw top. Yeah. Get very and annoying. You, and you, get, you get mad. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be a cork. And now I can't put this in my collection. Right. Um, so I think tonight I'm looking over there at the options. I think tonight might be a, an Arrington night. I, I have a membership, so I might as well so, start drinking it. <laughs> so like, like I'm, I'm a dummy when it comes to this. Can you explain what that is? Arrington? Arrington Vineyards. It's, uh, it's here, right? Winery. Yeah, it's about 40 yeah. minutes of Nashville. And it's a really cool place to go spend an afternoon uh -huh. or a weekend day. And you can have a picnic until they get too many people now. And they yeah, you have to social distance. But <laughs> yeah, they have a wine shop. They have a tasting room. Just one of my favorite places to be that's not on the trail. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I know. Look and go, oh, I could run this. <laughs> with a bottle of wine in my yeah, hand of yeah. course so i know i know a little bit about wine but what kind of errington wine is this i think i'm gonna go for the cab tonight either the cab oh or... i love cabernet yes. yeah cabernet yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. dry uh, as shit i love also it make a really good red blend called red fox red so no. I'm... what is that what does that mean it's a blend of a, I would have to look to see exactly what grapes it is, but it's a blend of a couple different red grapes, red varietals. I sound like I really know what I'm talking about. about I was just say, I think you need to host us I'm one just... night for a wine dinner. <laughs> Bud and Lauren go to wine dinner. When, of when we do the mid-state mile. Okay. That's right. She's going to set up a table with some like wine and cheese. We'll do wine tasting at every loop. That's right. Every loop. You guys would be out after that. Would, that would, yeah, that would be so awesome though. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh my God. Oh, that's great. Oh my gosh. Okay. Adria, I have loved talking with you. I even told oh, me too. this podcast. Me too. I was like, this is going to be so fun. So here is the deal. Um, I I'm gonna get Bud up here, and we're all gonna three of us are gonna go on a trail run together and have a yes. little mini yes. adventure. Okay, okay, okay. Well, yes, yes please. <laughs> <laughs> there may be tattoos at the end if we drink enough wine. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> so, Bud, you're gonna have to make a special trip up here, and we will yeah. uh, find some more good to run and have a little adventure and see if we can invite some people. Do it. That's awesome. Awesome. Definitely. Okay. Well, listen, we're going to wrap up here, but Adria, we're going to have you back for sure, because I want to do like a follow-up. Like, okay, I got to know about these races and especially your 50 miler. Like we are on it. Yeah. Like we are going to be on you watching like a hawk. Count me in. <laughs> See, so this we is why I'm not on Strava because people will look. <laughs> They're like, you're yeah. not training hard enough. Yeah. That's right. You're not That's running right. fast enough. <laughs> hey, there is nothing wrong with being a trail sloth, okay? That is like my species. So there's nothing wrong with that. Awesome. And so, well, I, you know, yeah. I had one more thing because it, it okay, just came bud. in my brain. She said eggplant Parmesan earlier. <laughs> and that is like my favorite fried yeah. vegetable. That you know, is it good. is just absolutely is. 
Um, good stuff. It is. But, but I have to ask you, like, what are your coffee choices and what are your, like, hot tea choices? What do you like? Oh, okay. <laughs> Supremely unpopular opinion in both the running and the music Uh-oh. industry community. I don't drink coffee. I do <gasps> drink tea, though. I know. I, never I'm I don't know how I made it through high school without coffee. <laughs> Crazy. Um, no, so my coffee choice is meh. Yeah. <laughs> meh, none. Um, tea, I'm actually super into um, tobacco-y kind of teas with bourbon mm. undertones. Mm. I just fell in love with a called um, August Tea Company recently, uh, or August Uncommon Tea Company, and I ordered a crap ton of things from them. See, I order from places besides Amazon. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're wine <laughs> My favorite your tea. tea so boxes now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the those kind of heavier, smokier teas. Oh, interesting. But with the heart situation, I now can't drink caffeine after about two o'clock. Uh huh. Uh, Going to be super fun next time I have to run at night. <laughs> Ooh, I, that's what I was just thinking. Like I thinking like when I run at night or like if I've run a long time, like I need the caffeine. Like I just, mm-hmm. well, I'm a caffeine junkie, but uh, I, yeah, I, I get have that. I edit it and figure out where yeah. I take it from in the morning to put it in yeah. the afternoon. Okay, um, so if we so, ever crew you tea, smoky, yeah. earthy, yep. deep teas. Yep. Okay, okay. I'm a tea girl through <laughs> and through. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, bud, what else you got? What else? So, hard liquors. I need to know what you like. (laughs) Yes. See, we're just, we're setting you up to crew you someday for your hundo. We're getting all your likes. Love it. I lost my light. I am a bourbon girl. Oh, great. Yeah, good. good. Great. We like that. So, what what kinds do you like? I love Maker's Mark. I kind of love that. Oh, yeah, that one's good. Bullet tends to be a staple in my yeah, bar. Yeah, Bullet's good. Yeah. Um, I do love a good, really well-made craft bourbon. Um, and mm. there have been a couple that have come out recently um, that are, are taking a foothold in the marketplace. Um, but that being said, even the best bourbon can taste awful in a crappy old-fashioned. So it has to be in a really good old-fashioned for me. Okay. Crazy, right? <laughs> That's how I judge my alcohol. Is it good in an old fashioned? <laughs> oh. I'm like in the dark here. If y'all are looking, you're like, where are you? I can see you. I'm yeah, just, I can still see you. I know, I I'm just floating through the dark. I'm just, you know, my lights are out in the car. I don't know what's going on. What about? Oh my gosh. What about beer choices? Oh, it depends on the season. Um, something for post run, something light, uh, lager usually. Um, not super brand specific. Uh, if I'm counting calories and need to fit into a swimsuit, a Michelob Ultra. Uh, but I do love something good, craft, and local. Uh, whenever I'm I'm running, like if I'm in North Carolina, I want something. Yeah, you gotta have their stuff. Or, you yeah, have to exactly. Yeah. Uh, but just like with dinner, usually a darker beer, a stout for me. I drink like a seventy-year-old man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> my beverage oh, choices that. are the same as my grandfather. <laughs> oh my gosh i love it i love it oh that's, fu- that's really funny <laughs> oh my gosh y'all hey, i needed this what? today i needed, I needed it too <laughs> Woo, i've had a long Thank day you. and yeah so this is great and i'm serious when i say we are going to have adria back because we want to hear your progress mm-hmm. But we are also going to plan a little mini adventure. Uh, so, Bud, you're going to have to get your ass up to Nashville. I will area. do it. 
Yeah. Or we I can meet you in the adventure. middle. Yeah, so we'll do, we'll find out something. Uh, yeah, I'll have to get something together. Okay, so okay. When, when you were eating fish, what kind did you like? That's <laughs> <laughs> writing your biography, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> Whatever is uh, fresh and local, which in Nashville is nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a, a nice frozen tuna steak. <laughs> I love tuna. I love halibut. I love swordfish. I really mm. like salmon when it's well cooked. Yeah. It is possible to screw up yeah. salmon. Oh, it is yeah. possible. Yeah. yeah. Despite what a lot of people think. Oh, I agree. But be, being from Louisiana, were you on the coast or where were you at? Baton Rouge. So. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, but, but they have yeah. good food there. Yeah, good, really food. good food there. Yeah. Yeah, and so you, actually, I was a strict vegetarian for a couple of months and in Philly, and when I flew back home um, to do some pro bono work with some classmates after Hurricane Katrina, uh, my parents took us to Acme Oyster House, and the first thing uh, I did was order a po' boy, and my mom said, yeah. vegetarianism working out for you. And I was like, oh, clearly it's not. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. So I made that transition very quickly. Um, but yeah. I do love crawfish. That's something mm. that I'll not be giving up. Um, I do love crawfish too. Predominantly so, plant-based lifestyle. <laughs> mm-hmm. So do you like, do you like a big, like seared tuna that, that's like in a sandwich? It's just like yeah. a big tuna steak. Mm. I yeah. would get those in Louisiana and God, yeah. they're so good. Yep. Yeah. Crap, mm-hmm. right. I want that. Thank you. I was going to say, thanks, but I'm starving now. Oh, my God. I'm about to go eat dinner number two now. Thanks a lot. Me too. <laughs> and drink some wine and find yep. some earthy tea. I mean, come on, people. And bourbon. And bourbon. bourbon. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, anytime uh, you guys want to do this, I'm in. This was Okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, we're going to have you back. We'll wrap up now. I'm like so totally in the dark and my phone's going dead, which pretty much describes my day. But this was awesome. <laughs> uh, I have loved every minute of it. But I know now it's like, bud, meet Adria. Adria, meet bud. Now we're all pals. We're um, best friends mm-hmm. now. <laughs> That's right. Best we're friend. BFFs. The three um, best friends that anyone ever so, had. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I know, like, uh, you were trying to be off animal products, but what about cheese? So, I was a cheese addict. I used to say yeah. cheese is my love language. Yeah, uh-huh. I love cheese. <laughs> other than that eggplant parm the other night, I have yeah. not had cheese in, okay. I think, six or eight weeks. No. Um, and I don't really miss it because I've mm-hmm. found a lot of substitutes, uh-huh. um, but I I do still love cheese. I know. Okay. I'm not going to break up with cheese forever. Yeah. Um, but my decision was that I think I'm going to try to be exclusively plant-based at home, um, and then try to do it out in the world, but it's so kinda, when we have, so I think that's a order, good approach, right? So when we order pizza and stuff, we'll just have the toppings a little bit different on your side, right? <laughs> I mean, Hey, I would eat cheese on a pizza. For a <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> 
So, yeah. Sometimes it, you just need a slice of pizza. That's it. That's right. That's right. And some bourbon. And some beer. Exactly. And some wine. All at the same time. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> Would you be okay if we had ice cream also later? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Bud's planning our perfect adventure. I know. just have to make sure. <laughs> yes. hundred, hundred, hundred percent. I can, uh, I can make that give. Right. I mean, I, you know, I feel like a, a dude at work told me this joke and it just kind of fits, but he said, he goes, man, I quit pork every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. Start over every day. <laughs> yes. I understand. I feel that. <laughs> I feel so seen. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, guys, my phone is dying. I'm going to wrap this party up, even though I don't want to because it's been great. Um, But again, yeah, we're going to do this again. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. So, okay. So here it goes. I'm going to be checking up on Adria. I mean, maybe you got to get that Strava account. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I got to, I got to know what's going on. Okay. Uh, So we'll we'll keep, yeah, we'll keep tabs and we'll keep people updated and we'll have you back. Uh, But now I think I'm going to go find some wine and I don't have any tuna, but maybe I've got some ice cream. I'm going to go look. <laughs> so I'm going in to eat. Okay, guys? Yeah, uh, me too. I've got a wedge of Parmesan cheese, and I'm going to eat it in slices. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Standing in front I'm of the refrigerator. Eat some tofu and seitan, and uh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it actually, it's been good. I have enjoyed the food. So. Good, but good. I might actually go eat dinner 2.0 because now I'm hungry. Thanks, yeah, bud. yeah. You're thank welcome. You, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Y'all have a good night. I'm gonna get this podcasted up for all of the people and your mama to listen to. And uh... <laughs> special invitation to my mom. <laughs> yes. And yeah. And uh, if anyone I'm... wants a shout out, leave us a comment. Yeah. Come on. You get a shout out by Bud. <laughs> yes. Awesome. All right. Hey, y'all have a great night and I hope we talk again soon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.